Welcome to our first ever episode of our on-air podcast. Myself, Patrick Carey, sitting alongside Ryan Gooden. Uh, We were hoping to get started here a few weeks ago, but we're having some technical issues here on the Hill, but we're not going to let that stop us from getting it going. Uh, Each week, we're just going to break down what's going on in the NBA, and we're just going to sit back and talk basketball here for about an hour or so. Um, So let's just get started. Sounds good to me. What do you want to talk about first? Let's go ahead and get started with our NBA standings. Currently, we have the Milwaukee Bucks leading the Eastern Conference, sitting at 22-3. and I don't think that's much of a surprise to you. No, um, but what is a surprise is who's in that second spot. you got the Miami Heat coming out of nowhere. It was my sleeper team for the the beginning of the year, but uh, they've been on a hot streak, and Jimmy Butler seems like he's carrying that team to at least a, a second seed so far. Yeah, they're definitely the dark horse team for sure. We also have the Boston Celtics sitting at 17-6. and six. Uh, I'm not really surprised, but I will say Kemba Walker is living up to the hype. He is a he shows that he's a better fit than Kyrie ever was in Boston. Um, and, I mean, you see what Kyrie's doing in New York, or uh, Brooklyn, sorry, um, which is the seventh seed at 13-11. Now, he doesn't have as much help as Kemba does, but Kemba is easily a seamless fit. With uh, especially that Brad Stevens offense, I agree. I agree. But I will say a disappointment so far this season is the 76ers sitting at the four seed. Uh, I would say I was expecting more of them so far. Honestly, they are awful on the road. They are undefeated at home, um, but it seems like when they get on the road, they just they can't compete. I don't know what it is. Maybe the fact that Ben Simmons notice how both of his threes this year have come <laughs> at home. <laughs> But um, you'd like to see more from Joel Embiid. I haven't seen him do much all year, it seems like. But yeah. they uh, they definitely have been a disappointment so far. And I'm going to go ahead and say this uh, on the record. My surprise team for the season so far is sitting at the fifth seed in the East right now in the Toronto Raptors. Um, I think that with Kawhi Leonard leaving, there wasn't much expectations uh, surrounding this team, and they're sitting pretty strong right now at 16-8. and eight. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a blueprint last year, and it was – when when Kawhi sat down or sat out games, he the Toronto Raptors were like nineteen and two or something crazy in the regular season. So it's not like we haven't seen this without him, but um, it is surprising they can maintain it for this long. Um, but the Pacers are the next spot at that six seed at sixteen and nine, and this is without Victor Oladipo. Do mm-hmm. you think that when he comes back, which we're thinking is probably going to be maybe after the All Star break, maybe right. right before it. But um, if he comes back, how far do you think this Pacer team can go Like up in the standings? I'm not sure. if I think they could definitely pass Toronto. But if the 76ers don't pick up the pace, I think the Pacers are uh, looking at a four seed right now, especially with Victor Oladipo coming back. You know, he's a defensive monster as well as an offensive guru. So I think that he can bring a lot to the table, obviously, when uh, he gets healthy. Yep. Um, I d- they were one of my sleeper teams because I, I, do, I do like – the way that they play, they got two big men, which is weird in the NBA. Right. You got Sabonis and Miles Turner down there, but uh, they play well. They can all shoot. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but once Victor Oladipo comes back, it seems like they'll be seamlessly f- running through the East. Well, we're gonna finish off the East standings here. We got Brooklyn Nets sitting at the seventh seed, and the Orlando Magic sitting at the eighth seed. So let's go ahead and hop over to the Western Conference. I think this is where most of the hype is throughout this season. Uh, we got the Los Angeles Lakers led by the King. We'll discuss that later. Uh, sitting at 22-3, and three, I will say I think this is somewhat of a surprise to me that they have dominated so well this season. Uh, it is. They. It seems like they fit in right away. Him and uh, Anthony Davis have seemed to click easily. But um, it's the role players that really are surprising to me. You got, I mean, Danny Green has been playing well all year. Uh, KCP had an awful start to the year, but he seems to have bounced back a little bit. Uh, my only question is, if if AD's not playing the five, who do you have out there? Right, and I think the biggest question is, can Dwight Howard keep the tempo whenever AD's not on the floor? And he's played well this year. He he's has, had a resurgence. He has. uh, he's he's not been great the last couple of years, but he's he's really shown his worth this year. I agree, and I think this is no surprise. We have the Clippers sitting at number two, but they are nineteen and seven. Are you surprised that they're nineteen and seven, or are you do you think that's where they should be right now? Uh. Considering the amount of games that, one, Paul George missed, and two, Kawhi sat out, mm-hmm. 
it's not that much of a surprise. You know they're going to sleepwalk their way through the West, probably get a three seed, and then once the playoffs come, they're going to start turning it on. But, um, yeah, I'm not too surprised right now. The one I am surprised about, who I didn't even have making the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Shame on you. Is the three seed, and that is the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I think that's that's a no-brainer that this is the most shocking team so far in the NBA that has really stepped up and came out of nowhere. They, um, Luka Doncic has a backpack. Bucket. On his back every night. I have not seen, I mean, you take Doncic and Porzingis, who do you have after that? I couldn't tell you. Who is their third best player? I don't even know. You could say Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> if if you like him, I don't. But I mean, Max Kleber. Like, there's nobody right. else on this team that it's just Luca. And it seems like Porzingis isn't even playing that well this year because I haven't heard much from him. So Doncic has been unreal MVP like season. And I think that's a little scary too that Porzingis hasn't lived up to expectations so far. And it could be scary when he does. But let's go ahead and move on to the 4C. We have the Houston Rockets sitting at 16-8. and eight. There's a lot of controversy that can be surrounding uh, the Houston Rockets right now, but we'll dive into that later. Um, Denver Nuggets have seemed to be somewhat of a disappointment to me this season. They are sitting at the 5 seed right now at 14-8. and eight. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts is Jokic is not a... He can't be the best player on a championship team. That's what he's shown me. And you don't have a go-to scorer, especially if Jamal Murray's hurt. Um, so at the end of games, when you're you're down, it's like they they played the 76ers two nights ago, I believe. And the end of that game, they had nobody to go to to score the ball. And meanwhile, the 76ers are giving it to Joel, giving it to Al, and they're getting buckets. But the other side, it's just like it's pick and roll with Jokic, and it's making – him out of the post trying to get a pass to somebody else. Like it's there's nobody that can go get you a bucket in that team. And I think it's what's what's gonna hurt them in the long run. I agree. We have the Utah Jazz coming in at the sixth seed as of right now, sitting at fourteen and eleven. We have the Sacramento Kings, who have been very much of a disappointment to me this season. I had them as a uh as a sleeper team this year, but they are sitting at the seventh seed, still alive, but they are eleven eleven, excuse me, eleven and thirteen. And last but not least, we have the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker's doing a lot. That's about it. Because at the beginning of the season, this was the hottest team in the NBA. And they have fallen off immensely. Um, still alive, though. Sitting at the eight seed. Yeah, they're still alive. I mean, you're probably still waiting on DeAndre Ayton to come back, I believe. Yep, yep, yep. 25 games, I think, is what it was. So yeah. he's close. He's close. If he's not back already, he's definitely close. But um, they need to get that that team full circle and and keep the young young core together. Because it looks like if they... If Devin Booker take that next step, it looks like they can they can go far. But and last, and I'm going to go ahead and say this real quick before we take a quick break. The Oklahoma City Thunder are sitting at nine seed right now, eleven and thirteen. I am stunned that Thunder are eleven and thirteen right now. Chris Paul is doing everything he can, and I am simply impressed. Which I doesn't make sense to me. If you're the Thunder, I'm not sure why you want to be in that eight spot or nine spot because um, it's kind of like. You know you're not going to win a championship. You Just know go ahead you, and work for the draft. Work for the draft. What do you like? Trade Chris Paul. Let him be on a, a championship contender team because one, that's what he wants. He doesn't want to picks be there. out of it. And they have plenty already. So right. I mean, I would just try to make my own pick as low as possible. Not saying to tank, but like you know you're not going to win anything. So what right. are you doing? And my surprise team out of the West, in a bad way, is the Spurs. Because they are nine and fourteen, you got yep. last year they made the playoffs without a point guard basically, and it seems like this year I don't know what's not clicking. But I mean, Dejounte Murray came back. I thought he was going to be a stud. Um, it's just it's just not there. It's been a rough year, I will say. We're going to take a quick break and real quick. Excuse the banging in the background. That would be construction. We're always trying to improve our buildings here on the hill. Shout out to the to the tops. <laughs> Uh, when we come back, we're going to go ahead and look at our playoff picture predictions, Eastern Western Finals predictions, MVP, Rookie of the Year predictions. So uh, stick around. And we'll be right back. Sorry about that short break, but let's go ahead and hop right back into it. Um, predictions for the remainder of the season. Well, um, I my I guess my bold prediction here is that uh, I believe Luca will win the MVP. Oh wow! All right, well let's jump right into the MVP discussion then, shall we? I think we shall. I'm gonna have to strongly disagree with you there. Um, I think that we'll go ahead and go an honorable mention here. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
And people are going to be mad at that. People, and I think that there's going to be some controversy there, here. People are going to be like, oh, I think he deserves... Because he... I mean, he has played about as well as he did last year, and he won it last year. Right. But he's also playing in the weakest conference against teams that are, you know, the, the Orlando Magic, yeah, teams like that, and he's... The he, Cleveland Cavaliers. They don't. Yeah, which... Do they? If you take Giannis off that team, and the Bucks are still in the East, they're still a playoff team. As we saw last night, Eric Bledsoe stepped up in a major way and got them. I think that was their 16th consecutive win with, well, not without Giannis, excuse me, but this game was without Giannis, and they're still keeping that streak alive. Right, and I, I think if you took Luca off of the Mavericks, they are a dumpster fire, and you got Porzingis chucking up 30 shots a game. Yikes. So that's why that's that my case York. for the MVP is is Luca. He's at, he almost averaged a triple double in the first two months of the season, mm-hmm. um, which obviously I'm not a huge fan of that as we saw Russell do it a few years ago. But he's doing it and he's winning games and he's making his teammates better. I think. Um, but and he's handed one of the three losses to the Lakers, so that's yes. also a big. And I think it was at Los Angeles, so that's a big, it's a and big that, win. The Mavericks game that was at Dallas for that LA Mavericks game was shootout, a shootout, and it was a great game. I believe it went to overtime, and it was it because did. of Luca. It did. So um, that would be my case for him. But who do you have? Um, I'm going to sound. Imagine. I'm going to. I'm going to sound pretty biased here. I think <laughs> everyone knows who my main man is, and I'm going to have to go with the LeBron James. Uh, the reason why I say this, though, he is leading the league in assists, and he stepped up in a huge way, taking that point guard role. And I'm going to Frank. I'm. I'm going to say that I'm impressed with the way he has stepped up. He, you know, he's not ball dominant anymore, and he's still putting up. I think he's averaging 23 a game right now. He's still putting up big numbers. Uh, rebounds, obviously, he's you know he's a rebound machine sometimes. Um, but I will say the way he is leading the Lakers puts him at the top spot for the MVP race. Because if you take LeBron off that team, I, obviously they still have AD, but I'm concerned on who's going to have the flow of the offense. Because I think LeBron's doing a really good job at just keeping the Lakers moving, if that makes sense. I agree, and he's kind of... Um... It's almost like he's passing the torch this year, and he's he's letting AD take that number one role in the scoring offense or the the scoring option, um, which kind of helps him because he needs that. He can't be the number one scoring option right. for the whole season. He can do it in the playoffs, and he's still he'll show capabilities this year, I think. But you can't for eighty two games this year. You can't be taking the number one option every night at thirty six. How old is he? Thirty five. Thirty six. Thirty. Five. 35, 35 years I believe, old, 35. and you got AD out there who's not even 30, so handing the who's, torch over to him, who's dropping, he could dominated. drop 40 a game if he really <laughs> yeah, wanted to. I agree. Uh, speaking of this, um, let's talk about load management for a second, just off topic real quick. Uh, I read an article today that Frank Vogel is overplaying LeBron and AD. Do you think that him not buying into this load management idea could hurt them in the long run, or do you think that these two are just practically machines well i think for load management it it depends on what team you're on obviously as you see the clippers love to do it with Kawhi and paul george but they are also deep they have people to step up for the two that aren't there i don't think the lakers have that and i think frank vocal knows that so he's like i have to win in the regular season so i can make the playoffs and get home home court advantage for the first first couple of rounds while meanwhile the clippers they can win a few games without Kawhi or Paul George out there, and and they'll be fine, and they'll get a three seed and be they're worked their way into, to the playoffs. But I think Frank Vogel knows that if you don't have LeBron or AD out there, and one of them are playing forty minutes a night to try to get you a win, that's not good for anybody. Yep, 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 yep. And I will say I'm going to correct myself here. A few minutes ago, I said LeBron was averaging twenty three points per game. He's actually averaging twenty five point eight points per game this so far this season, and he's not even the go to scorer. And I think that says something for his MVP race. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on here to our Eastern Finals and Western Conference Finals predictions. Uh, I'll let you go first, Ryan. Well, um, obviously it all de- depends on how the, the playoff picture fit, pans out because you could have the both L.A. teams playing earlier than you think. Um, but I definitely think, obviously, one of them is going to make it. I don't know which one. My pick would be the Clippers versus the Lakers in the Western Conference, and you have a double L.A. matchup okay. in the Western, Western Conference Finals. And for the East, I would have to go to the Bucks and the 76ers. I do believe in the okay. 76ers this year. Um, the Heat will fall off at some point. They're kind of like a, not a Cinderella team, but just like they're not supposed to be there. And I don't believe in the Celtics um, to get past the 76ers. So I do think it will be a Bucks sixers 
and then double LA in the West. Uh, what about you though? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree with you on the West. I think that that's a pretty unanimous decision. I think it'll be the uh, Clippers Lakers showdown in LA. But I'm gonna flip it to the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit here, and I'm gonna go out and say Bucks and Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, before you look at me like that, I think. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the Celtics because I think Jason Tatum is he's a good postseason player. I really do like Jason Tatum. And I think Kimba hasn't really had his opportunity to shine in the playoffs. And I think that once the Celtics get there, I think he can I think he can put his uh, imprint on the Eastern Conference. See, and I'm, I'm the opposite. I think once Kimba gets there, he's he's not been there before. Not oh. at least not in a spot. The well, way, yeah, of course, the Celtics not with the be. Celtics potential this year. But so is he going to step up or will he kind of retreat back and kind of let Tatum take the show or and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think he's gonna step up I think he's really stepped up with Boston this year and I think he's gonna continue that into the postseason and I just don't think the 76ers can beat the Celtics in seven and the reason why I say this is I think Ben Simmons has a lot of work to do still you know he's he could be one of those unguardable players if you will but it just doesn't seem like he is ready for that yet? I, I was re- I was watching something this morning, and Jay Williams said he's the fourth leading scorer on their team alone. Yeah, he's well, he's a pass first guy. You know, he is. we've known that. I mean, that's that's why he got the the comparisons to you Magic know, Johnson, Magic Johnson, LeBron, right. all those. But he's not one to go get you a bucket. We know that, and I think that's what we need from him if they're going to make a finals run here. Yeah, um, he'll definitely have to step up. But you still got Tobias Harris as I'm assuming your second option uh, after Joel. Um, but Al Horford is one of those players that you just you need to have in a playoff series. Right, right, right. He is that savvy veteran that is going to get the job done no matter what. So be gritty. Um, that would be my pick. Is there any other teams? Um, we just we named five total that could. I was that the only five that we think that can make the the finals. It burns me to say this, but I do think. Do not say the Rockets. The Houston Rockets the have Rockets. potential. But there's, I don't know. I just we'll, we'll we'll dive into that later with our James Harden discussion. Um, I just don't think Russell Westbrook and James Harden together is going to be the answer for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I don't I don't see any other team here because um, I don't think the Mavericks can sustain what they're doing all year plus the postseason. Um, and the Nuggets don't have the go to option like we said earlier. Nuggets so have been a disappointment, I will say. Um, but so I guess those are the only five real contenders so far um, for us. But so we got double LA, and then we have you have Bucks, Celtics, Celtics and I have Bucks Sixers. Okay. Now, which you I we're gonna disagree on the LA teams. I already know. I think that's okay. So I have the Clippers making it. Mm. I'm obviously I'm gonna go with uh, the Lakers and the King. Okay, and I'm assuming we both have the Bucks coming out the East. Uh, yeah, we do have the Bucks. I think Giannis is just too much of a beast for I think either the Celtics or the 76. I don't think anybody can stop him. Yeah, I don't either. Um, unless he goes down, knock on wood. Right, would hate to see that. Um, but yeah, let's tell me your reasoning. Why do you think the Clippers are gonna beat the Lakers in seven? If we even need seven games, that's just hypothetical. Yeah. Um, I think obviously. The better duo is LeBron and AD, and that's no question. But it's who's that third guy? And if you're asking me if I would rather have Kyle Kuzma or Lou Williams, I'm taking Lou Will. Or if you'd rather have Pat Bev or Rajon Rondo, I'm taking Pat Bev. And I don't. Montrez is a great guy too. Um, you got Landry, uh, Landry Shamit off the bench. You just, I mean, they're deep. Who is is a good player? I, think. I, I like. I him. like him a lot. I like him a lot. He's he's. A knockdown shooter when he needs to be, but I just think depth-wise, um, it's something the Lakers lack, and it's something mm. that the Clippers easily have. So you can have Kawhi kind of roll through the first two rounds on like thirty minutes a game. Him and Paul George both, and I think if if LeBron and AD are out there playing thirty-five to forty, it'll just be it'll be energy-based more than skill-based. Okay. Um. I respectfully disagree. That's fair. Uh, and it will be hard because obviously they're both in LA, so every game will be a home game for the Lakers. I feel like. Uh, so it's going to be seven There's been games. a lot of Clippers fans that have all of a sudden come alive here recently. Yeah, but so. not, I don't know if LA is the <laughs> right, one right, to, right. to kind of change up like that. So if it is kind of like that, one, I would like to see if, if they end up switching a venue. Because mm, I, I, I don't like know that. if you can. 
I don't know do if I've ever same. heard that though, but I do think that's a good idea. But I don't know if they can do the same building. I guess they could for each each game, but I feel like if it is, there's a possible chance that the Lakers would have seven home games in a row. So that could be a disadvantage to the Clippers, but um, I still think they'll get it done. I think I think for me, looking at the Lakers, uh, obviously LeBron's on the down of his career. He's starting to head towards retirement here in a few years. We don't want to speak that into existence because that'll be a sad day. <laughs> but look at the teams he's taken to the finals over the years, and he's never had an Anthony Davis. He's never, I don't think personally he's had a Kyle Kuzma uh, beside him. And I think that, if the beginning of the season has shown us anything, LeBron can still take this team far because he has those people, the viable options to give the ball to, and he won't have to feel he won't have to score forty points a game to get these teams to the finals. Well, let me ask you, I mean, which side are we looking at? Because he was in the Eastern Conference when he was doing all this stuff. Touche, touche. But I do think that the Eastern Conference was a little stronger when he was at Cleveland. Uh he made the Toronto. Raptors into a dinosaur to Barney is what like he made that happen and yet and they had DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry who were both very good during that year and he swept them by himself yes and as soon as he leaves and you get Kawhi over there and they win the finals like he he which was a fluke in my opinion because of the Golden State Warriors injuries but but we won't talk about that it did happen that's Um, history so I mean you take LeBron out the east and it seems like everything just kind of gets worse honestly but I do think it was still bad. Like compared to the West, it's never going to be anything close. So this will be the toughest competition from round right. one to the finals that he'll have ever. I think that it's just going to come down to who is the better duo. Uh, I think obviously Clippers have the depth, and I think the Lakers have good role players. I think that Danny Green is a dominant role player. He is a he's a knockdown three point shooter. And with LeBron seeing him on the court, I think he's going to get Danny Green those shots in the postseason. But personally, I just think AD and LeBron, if they're both at their best in the in the uh, Western Conference Finals, I just don't think that Kawhi and Paul George can keep up with that mentality. That's fair. Agree or disagree, I guess. But I'm assuming we both have whoever comes out of the West is going to win the finals. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's I don't a question. question. Honestly, no offense to the Eastern Conference, but and the NBA has even kind of addressed this about how in the future they're thinking about rescheduling the. Or like reseeding the teams when they get to the to the Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals. So like the one through four will be based off record, and then that way you have the best teams playing each other in the right. finals. So then, in a few years from now, you could be seeing a double LA actual finals instead of just the Western Conference Finals, which is what could happen this year already, just in the Western Conference Finals instead of the right. actual finals. Yeah, because I think the Western Conference Finals could be more hype than the finals itself. Yeah, and it probably will be. It has been the last few years. I mean, you had the, the Rockets and Warriors a few years ago where it felt like that was the finals. Right. And then the Rock, or the Warriors going to sweep, not sweep, maybe sweep the Cavs that year. I'm not sure. 2016? 2017? Either I think way, it was 2017. It wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it felt like the Rockets and Warriors was that finals year. But, um, yeah, you'd like to see that. And I think that with LeBron having those players again I go back to what I say I think LeBron having those key role players this year alongside of AD he just never had anything like that before with Cleveland you can argue it he had it with Miami but personally I'm taking AD over Chris Bosh I don't know about you uh but I just think this team is different and they're 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 gelling well uh clearly they're you know they're working hard together and I just think that the Lakers are going to be hard to beat in seven games they definitely will be, but I uh, I do think the Clippers will get it done. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, last but not least for this segment, let's uh, let's crack open Rookie of the Year. Do we have any surprises, or is this a pretty unanimous decision? I, I think it's pretty obvious who it is this year. Let's um, go ahead. John Morant. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, yeah. I mean, there's no question. He's not, I mean, not that he's carrying a team to wins, but he's carrying himself to... With the Memphis Grizzlies, if yeah, I may say. I mean, I'm they're not a sure trash can team. who <laughs> the second best player on that team is, but I couldn't tell you. Jaron Jackson, maybe? Jaron Jackson or uh, Dylan just... Brooks? I mean, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> the fact that we're mentioning Dylan Brooks <laughs> yeah, on the show yeah. on the first episode shows you what John Moran is doing, but um, not that there is any like sleeper picks here, but obviously we're... We're Kentucky boys. Tyler Hero's been balling out, he at has. least for my standards. He has. Um, him and Jimmy Butler have gelled well together, which is surprising because I didn't think anybody got along with Jimmy Butler. 
So for him to take Tyler under his wing like that, it really shows the kind of competitor Tyler is. Right, and I think Tyler has tremendous potential as well. Um, he can do anything, really. He can be, you know, that, that knockdown shooter if you need him. You need him to get a bucket off the dribble. I think he can bring that to the table as well. I will say, though, I think this would be a lot different conversation if Zion was healthy. Uh, yeah, I do believe so. And, and he just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. It seems like he won't won't play till at least 2020. Which I think is safe. We yeah, don't we don't, don't need wanna, him coming out right. and ruining his career. And this this season won't matter for him. If, I mean, obviously he probably would have won MV, or uh, rookie of the year just because of the hype. MVP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the rookie of the year um, because of the hype and like all the stuff that surrounded him throughout college and on his way here. But the last thing you want to see is him rush back to end up injuring himself even more and then have a right. guy who's injury prone. So and I don't think that the Pelicans, you know. Are not, looking at a yeah, postseason run right now anything. with or without him, so I think he should just sit back. He might even honestly fully recover and then come back strong. Take a take a full year. Like you don't need to come back. All it's the only reason you should come back is if you are 100 percent healthy and you want to get a feel for the game before your actual start start of the next season. Right, right, right. But other than that, you, there's no reason for them to come back. Like other than risking yourself for injury. I'm not sure what else you're doing. Yeah, I think it's just a good idea for him to sit back and relax. Uh, we're going to take one more break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about things that are going on, excuse me, things that are going on around the NBA this week. Uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to On Air here with Ryan and Patrick. So every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine, waiting here to find the sign. Welcome back to On Air Podcast. Myself, Patrick Harrison, alongside the one and only Ryan Gooden. We just want to give a quick thanks to all our listeners for just hanging out and talking all things basketball with us on our first episode here. But let's go ahead and dive into this week in the NBA. I'll go ahead and start us off here. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's return to Toronto was surprising. I mean, you see, Kawhi, before the game, he started talking about how he wouldn't be surprised if there was more boos than cheers. Right. But um, really, obviously, it's Toronto, so it's they're in Canada. They're, they're very nice. They're it, not going to boo Kawhi after you what You can't he did. boo the man what that he, brings you your first ship. The only. <laughs> yeah, you can't. And uh, I will say that it was heartwarming to see a fan base uh, respect a player on his return because it's not going to get talked about unless they boot him, right? And so, I think that's sad yeah. that we can't give respect to a player. You know, you see, Kristaps Porzingis's return to New York was just they dug at him every time right. he was at the line. Now he know. did. That's a little different because it is a little different. He did one out, and yeah. you know, Kawhi like, wanted to way, go home. The way LeBron left Cleveland in the first right. game back when he right. was at Miami, like just. You see that all over the news, and you won't, you're not going to see this, but we But you're like, going to hear it here on On Air Podcast. <laughs> we'll give the shout-out to the <laughs> Toronto fan base. Good job, um, Canada. But he also got his ring from Kyle Lowry. Right, which I night. think was awesome. Um, they were a good little duo. They were. Kyle Lowry misses him. <laughs> Tremendously. <laughs> it's not even close. And I will say, I, did not, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of respect for Kyle Lowry, uh, but I think last year, especially in the postseason, he really stepped up in that role that he deserves to be a, a dominant point guard in the NBA. I think he finally got that kind of curse off of his Right, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it took him a while, but because I don't know if you remember him and DeMar DeRozan took forever to even get somewhat good. Like, DeMar right. would have a good game, but then Kyle Lowry would go 0 for 37, yeah. and then they would flip-flop, and it was right. just like, what are we doing? But it's, it's finally nice to see that Kyle's kind of got that off his back, so maybe this year it'll be a little bit different for him in the playoffs, even without Kawhi, but... Um, and yeah, I think that to see. I think that gives some respect to uh, Pascal Siakam. He has he's a baller, and he is a freaking baller. He might. I'm not. I don't want to say it, but he might be like a number one option for a team one day. I think he is, is right now. He is a. I mean, obviously he's the number one team, but I don't know how far that he can take him. Right, but. But we'll he's find out a, if he's a if he's your he's second got him sitting guy. At the five seed. If he is your second guy, you were you were sitting pretty. And I think he's still blossoming. I think he has a lot of potential as oh, yeah. well. Knock down that young. outside shot. I think he's just he's he's going to be a he's going to be a problem. He's a freak. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Last night there was a little scuffle there in Orlando between the Lakers and Magic. All this is is, is Magic just being jealous of the fact that LeBron's out there. He doesn't want. They don't want what happened to. Um, I'm trying to remember the team where LeBron had his shoes off on the court, and every announcer apparently didn't like it. 
I'm trying to remember which Ooh, game I don't was. remember that game. Maybe the I mean, I remember the game. I don't remember who they were playing. But Excuse me. they were dominating. LeBron's out there with his shoes off just dancing around, which is perfectly fine. I'm not sure why everybody's freaking out about it. But, uh, yeah, I think the is, big story there was Jared Dudley coming to the rescue. Yeah, what, what do we do? This is just another savvy <laughs> veteran just coming in and he is up for filling his, his role perfectly. I will <laughs> say. Um, let's move on. Actually, let's not move on. I want to actually ask you a quick question. Uh, I was watching. Um, excuse me, I was lost my train of thought there. I was watching a, a conversation about who is the real MVP for the Los Angeles Lakers this year. I think you, it's pretty obvious. I do too. And I know you said it earlier, and it's the MVP for the Lakers. It's it's LeBron. Yeah. That team does not run without LeBron. And who's the, argu- the best scorer? It's, right. It's There's Anthony that Davis. argument that can be made. You know, eighties dropping forty, fifty, and that's fine. But thirty and ten. He thirty that, and fifteen. He did that in New Orleans, and you right. saw where it got him. He got and to I, an eight seed and won one playoff game. I right. Believe, so, or and one playoff series. Right. And I still think that you take LeBron off that eighty, he's still going to put up those numbers. But I don't think the wins are going to follow. I with don't that. think they will either. Um, he's easily the MVP of that team as he might be the MVP of the league but we we talked about that but I mean the what he does for the entire team I mean Anthony Davis is not going to make Danny Green that much better as much as LeBron will like okay LeBron's going to get Danny Green shots AD will not AD will get doubled out of the post and kick it out to him but it's not like possibly turn it over there's not set plays for Danny Green that LeBron right. LeBron can run for him. But so yeah, I think we should silence all those critics saying AD is the MVP because LeBron is that that engine that helps the Lakers run. Now, but you can't we can't say that LeBron because obviously LeBron needs AD. It's right. not even close because we saw right. last year. I mean, they were doing well before he got injured, but it's not like they didn't have a chance to come back after he got after he became healthy because they were still in the hunt for the playoffs, and they just fell off. They lost the teams they shouldn't have. Yeah, it was just a down year, I think. But um, So obviously LeBron needs him, especially being this old, but there's no way this team is at the top of the West without LeBron on this team. Yeah, I agree. Um, Next thing, let's talk about the Houston Rockets-Cleveland Cavaliers game last night. There is a huge red flag, in my opinion, for the – excuse me, for the uh, Houston Rockets. James Harden had to put up – 50 points with 10 threes. Now, we'll say his his shooting percentage was very good last night. For the first time in but forever. <laughs> are you alarmed that the that the Rockets need James Harden to put 50 up to beat a Cavaliers team this year that's sitting at 5-20? and 20? I've been alarmed for the fact that LeBron—I almost said LeBron. What are we doing? The fact that James Harden is um, having to take close to 40 shots a game to put up 50 points to have his team win. That is— I mean, we've heard multiple ex-players, Kobe Bryant's come out and said it, you're not going to win that way. It doesn't matter how good you are, James Harden will be tired in the postseason yet again. He'll leave in the second round like usual, and we'll have the same discussion next year about when, oh, James Harden's the best scorer ever, but he can't get it done in the playoffs. Right. So, I mean, obviously it's not good to see. I mean, Russell Westbrook's taking a huge – he started off the year hot, huge step back, haven't heard anything from him. Um, but they need somebody to step up for this team, and it's not going to – I mean, maybe James Harden needs to pass the ball more, but I don't know. I can't I can't see the Rockets winning anything anytime soon if James Harden has put up 40 shots a game, scoring 50. Like, it's not efficient, and it's not good. And I think it's just – it goes back to the way the Rockets are playing basketball. I think personally it's hurting basketball itself with – you. you a basketball team shouldn't depend 50 points off one player to beat a team that's at the bottom of the East, which is the weakest conference in the NBA right now. Yeah. And I think this should be a big wake-up call to not only the Rockets, but to just to fans that maybe the Rockets can't do what we think they could do unless James Harden drops 60 freaking points. Yeah, I mean, if you're that reliant on one player, he's not going to show up every night. It's, it's almost impossible for somebody to show up and score 50. Obviously, nobody's scoring 50 every night. But he definitely can't. I mean, he could do it putting up 52 shots. Yeah, <laughs> which he has done before. Which he has done before. But, um, yeah, this isn't a recipe for, for winning basketball. Um, they're they're going to get bounced in the second round at per usual. Right. And we'll have this conversation next year of, is James Harden the best scorer ever? Which he might be if you take 50 shots. Right. And <laughs> He's yeah, not I the most efficient player, I can tell you that. This is just going to go around in circles for a few years, I, I feel like. Um, next topic, though, there was a little... 
minor setback for the Los Angeles Clippers last night. Patrick Beverly ran into Marcus Gasol on a screen and actually left the game with a concussion. What are your thoughts on this, and does this does this dent the Clippers in any way? Uh, I don't think it's as hindering as some would think. Um, Pat Bev, although he is an energy guy, that is about it. He is a defensive energy guy. He's not gonna. He doesn't run the offense. He doesn't do anything offensively, really. Um, but he'll get in your face and he'll play defense. He'll clap right in your face, probably. But that's about it. I mean, you're gonna have. I'm. I don't know who. The, I guess they'll part Lou Williams, a point guard, for the time being, and then just kind of run with that. Which or Shamit. Yeah, or Shamit. Either way, you're losing the defensive ability, but right. you still have Kawhi and Paul George and Montrez. Like you got. You got guys, so it's, it shouldn't be a, a major setback for, for the Clippers team. Last but not least, the game of the year. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. I... And we're going to go ahead and let all you viewers know, our own Ryan Gooden here is a Warriors fan, so you're going to hear me attack him a lot with the Warriors. And in return, he'll probably come at me with some Cincinnati Bengals talk, <laughs> but that's NFL, and we're not going to worry about my team in this podcast. But let's get right into it. Warriors-Knicks last night. Somebody, good gracious, has to win. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't the Warriors. And they did so <laughs> in overtime. Yeah, what a game that I didn't watch. Um I don't think anybody did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, there probably wasn't. No, but, I mean, look, you got the Warriors team. This is a gap year. I mean, obviously, nobody wants to see these two teams play. The Knicks are awful, which, surprisingly, because they paid some— I mean, Julius Randle, poor guy, he's yeah. out there just playing his heart out for a he team. He did lose him a game last couple, or I think it was a couple of days ago, he lost him missing a free throw, so— That's what you get for chasing the money. But, yep. um, yeah, I mean, this Warriors team, it'll be back next year. You have a— Steph Curry coming back next year, Clay. Hopefully, at at this point, it was looking like a top five pick, if not a top three. Um, and then you'll probably trade D'Lo, which I hope so. Yeah, I just don't. I personally, I didn't think that that was a good fit from the get go. It, it never was, but it's like you didn't want to le- you didn't want to lose KD for nothing. So right. you might as well try to get something so you can try to flip him for some picks or for some good wing players because that's what we need. Good lord. Yeah, and I I don't think and there's a lot of conversation that the dynasty is over, and I don't think the dynasty is over until Clay and Steph are no longer putting on that uh, excuse me, I said Oklahoma City that uh, uh, Golden State Warriors jersey. Gosh, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, they um they are the heart and soul of that team. Obviously, KD leaving is a huge deal, but they were doing it. Before they were doing it without got, him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And now that was a bench team. That was a deep team that had seven or eight, eight guys deep that right. were coming in play. But um, I'd like to see him get back to that maybe because that's the year Steph Curry was playing 30 minutes a game. He played the first three quarters, and then he sat down for every fourth quarter, it seemed like, right. and won unanimous MVP. Um, obviously, it might be a far stretch to try to see him go back to that, but something close would be anything special. So last thing here I got for us on this topic who do you think should be the front runner for the Knicks' next head coaching position? I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Jason Kidd. Really? And I, I would, think I would put Mark Jackson above Jason Kidd. I think Jason Kidd. Also, I think that that will have potential at the New York Knicks possibly landing Giannis Antetokounmpo. You think so? I, I read an article, and they love each other. Okay, obviously. And I think if Jason Kidd can get the New York Knicks head coaching job, they can clear out some space. I think Giannis, if they don't go on a tremendous run here this year, is looking at maybe moving on from Milwaukee. And I think that if he wants to go anywhere, I think he'd like to go play alongside Jason Kidd. Wow. Um, stretch. It's, yeah, it's, it's a stretch. But, I mean, Jason Kidd was was his coach for two, three years before he got fired. Um I guess, I mean, Budenholzer is obviously a better coach, right. um, but I don't know if I even see Giannis leaving to go anywhere. But for the Knicks job, I mean, you got Kidd, you got Mark Jackson, Van Gundy. I don't, none of them really excite me. I don't think any of them can really do a great job. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of hype surrounding this but head coaching position. I also don't think David Fisdell was that bad of a coach. I just think he's working with the worst roster right. <laughs> in the league. He's working with the R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Who, who I cannot stand. He <laughs> he reminds me so much of James Harden, and not because he can score the ball, but because he likes to shoot the ball a lot. Yeah, I mean, at least James Harden can put the ball in the bucket. Yeah. R.J. Barrett sometimes can't even hit the rim. And he's not 
he's not skilled enough to oh okay I can't say that he's he's skilled enough he's just not ready to play in the NBA yet he he's very young he I saw there was a clip last night where um, the Warriors are playing they get a nice pick and roll dunk and then RJ takes it full length of court and runs baseline with like 20 seconds left in the shot clock and then just throws it away like just stupid mistakes like that you I mean you're a rookie you're gonna have them but he's just not ready to play in the NBA yet. Yeah, the Knicks have a lot of work to do if they want to even have a, a winning record right. <laughs> in the next few years. One last thing before we go. Um, I don't know if this was last week or maybe two weeks ago, but we're, there was talks about how Kevin Love mm. might be traded from the Cavaliers and where his possible destinations are. Right. I've been saying from last year that they should have traded him to the Blazers because the Blazers have two big men that can't play outside. you got Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside. You don't need both of them. You probably don't need either of them. But Kevin Love would add shooting to that uh, front court, and I think it's what they need, especially after adding Melo. Um, right, yeah. I, I read an article this morning actually by ESPN saying the Blazers are interested, and the Cavs have even answered the Blazers and said, we'll take a first-round pick for I'm, Kevin Love. I'm sure they would want to first, yeah. Uh, is that a stretch? Uh, yeah, that's a stretch. You might get a a torn ACL Rodney Hood and a second – Rodney Hood back to Cleveland. A few second-round picks. Um, but, I mean, the last thing the Blazers need to do is give up one of their young pieces. So Nazir Little shouldn't be in there, even though he might be. He might have to be just to get that deal done. Um, Anthony Simons is one of my favorite players on that team. I do he's like him a lot. Balled out potential, yeah, like crazy. And he's still young. He's like twenty. He came out when he's. I think he's nineteen. Yeah, he came out when he was like seventeen, eighteen. Um, but he he's good. I don't think you can give him up. But if you're a first round pick, honestly, would be better than giving those two young players up because you pick so late in the first round. If you're like pushing for a playoff spot, they usually right. are a top five seed. That's another team that isn't in the playoff picture it's this disappointing. year. Disappointing. Um, and it seems like Dame and CJ have kind of taken a step back. I, Especially I if, Dame. I don't know if that's because Melo came in or if it was. It kind of was before that. That's kind of why they signed Melo, right? To try to bring some juice back. But you'd like to see them kind of step it up, and maybe Kevin Love can add add something to that team that they don't they don't have. Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more and more about this conversation. But we're going to take our final break here for this show. When we come back, we're going to talk about the surprise performance of the week, which will be a regular segment for us here on On Air Podcast. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to On Air. Myself, Patrick Carey, alongside the Ryan Gooden. Uh, For our final segment, we're going to go ahead and break down upcoming games this week. But let's start off with our surprise players of the week. Uh, This is a segment we're probably going to stick with every week. Um, And this week, we have Devontae Graham, who has balled out this year and is probably looking to be the most improved player as he dropped 41, I believe it was last night. It was last night. Um, and their win over the Nets, I believe, is what it was. I believe so. And he iced the game. He did. He hit a, a big-time three um, to, to put him up by five, I believe, after hitting the layup. But, I mean, this guy's just been balling out 41. He's averaging about 20 and eight assists. Um, and last year he had about three and two. So most improved by far. Um, he's looking to probably take that starting point guard role over Terry Rozier, which is looking to be a worse and worse contract by the day. But um, at least they got a good player to back him, or I guess to take over in Devontae Graham. I'm going to give my surprise of the week performance to Marcus Morris. He uh, played 36 minutes last night in their win over the Warriors. The Warriors. Yep. Overtime W. 36 points, 10 for 18 from the field, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. That's an impressive stat line. I mean, he he's always been a, a kind of a go-to guy. He's always been that kind of quiet go-to guy. Yeah, it's like if you if you need a bucket, you can go you can go to him. But he's you're not. not your, he's not your, he's first, not your option. first option. He's not your second option. But if you still need one, especially if he, I mean, he starts for them. But if you can get him coming off the bench for a good team, I mean, that's 
that's what you would like to see out of him for I the agree. most part. So, yeah, I think mine, I'm going to give it to uh, Marcus Morris, and yours is Devontae Graham. So we got one from the East, one from the West. Uh, nope, those are both the East. I don't know uh, what I was thinking. All right, so the Hornets are in the East, <laughs> in case we had forgotten. Um, We're not experts here. We are just simply college <laughs> students here trying to find a way in life. Um, excuse Ryan. <laughs> Um, but we're going to hop in. We're going to take a look at some some upcoming games for this week, some some things to look uh, forward to. Throw them at me. Uh, tonight we have the 76ers and Celtics in Boston. Huge game, not for the remainder of the season, but for this show. I have the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. You have the Sixers. Correct. This could be some kind of game to base it off of and see how, how it would look sort of in a seven-game series. Right. I do think the Celtics will probably win tonight based on the fact that the Sixers are awful on the road. And I picked them, so... And, um, nope, that's not why. <laughs> Mainly because <laughs> the the Celtics are awful on the road. But um, for Friday's game, we have the Lakers playing the Heat. Uh, mm. The surprise team in the East, the Heat, and the best team Laker probably back. in the league, the Lakers. Um, this is in Miami. Mm, LeBron back to Miami. It is. And you got Jimmy Butler trying to, trying to steer the ship to a win against... Uh, what I assume is the best team in the league. We've kind of I, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Consistent pick. Um, Saturday and Sunday, there's not a lot going on. I mean, the Heat and Mavericks is probably the best games. I'll say the, the Heat. The, the Heat have really surprised me this year. I mean, we're talking about them in these upcoming games for the week. Uh, I think that's impressive. I will well, say. And here are the two. I mean, Heat and Mavericks, the two sleeper teams from or East the and West surprise teams from right. from the East and West. Um, you got Doncic versus Jimmy and Tyler. I don't think the Heat will win either of these games, but I am happy to see a different team that we're talking about that isn't, you know, dominating the media. It doesn't have you know, a duo We're not being we're drowned about. out yeah. by this team, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they it's basically Jimmy Butler and some guys. So it's not some like, guys because you got LeBron, AD, Kawhi, Paul George, um, Russ, James. Like you got all these duos, and then you got Jimmy Butler and you got Luka Doncic. Yep, and they're playing together. Or uh, not together, playing against each other. I know what you meant, but but um, for Monday's game, the Mavericks versus the Bucks. This this to me because it's in, in Milwaukee. Mil- in Milwaukee, I think this is an important game for, for the, the Mavericks. Mavericks. It, it shows me if they are actually the team that we think they are. Right, because they played the Lakers well in both games they played. I want to see on the road. This is a different road test. Can they at least compete with this team? Um, I don't know. Who in the world will guard Giannis? <laughs> Good luck, Porzingis. Kristaps. But uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be quite the test for, for that young Mavericks team to see if they can get a win on the road. And I think this is a chance for the Mavericks to snap that winning streak that Milwaukee has. It is a very... And hand them a loss, which they're not used to. And it'll be interesting to see the outcome of that game. Definitely will be. Um, for Tuesday's game, um, we'll go back to the Lakers as they play the Pacers, who have been... Quiet, quietly good. Quietly for, good. I couldn't say it any better. For how their roster is shaped up to be so far. I mean, we talked about it earlier. There's no Oli Depot. What? There's no Oli. <laughs> Whoa. There's no Oli Depot. So um, it's kind of a Malcolm Brogdon show, which has been a pretty good signing for the amount of money they gave him. I yeah, guess. I think that was a sleeping uh, signing right there. Yeah, one of the most underrated players in the league, and he's still fairly young i'm gonna go ahead and give that game to the lakers obviously i, I think believe that will be the case that probably be the only blowout that out of the games that we have this week um but for the last one we have on on a week from yesterday on wednesday it'll be the celtics versus the mavericks two teams both the three seed in each respective conferences Wow. It's going to be in Dallas. Oh, that's a good road test for Boston. It is. But it's also a good test for Dallas. Um, I think that Dallas has got a tough a tough couple games this yeah, week. Yeah, I've noticed Dallas and uh, I think Dallas and Miami have some yeah. pretty rough games that they got to get. This is a hard stretch for I these mean, teams. Got, Dallas is playing Miami, Milwaukee, and then they turn around and play Boston. And then Heat play Lakers, Dallas, and somebody else that I'm forgetting, but it was decent. Yeah, it was. The, yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, but I mean, these are just these are young teams that are uh, are getting some good some good tests either on the road or at home. I do like to see the Celtics team. I'm going to say the Mavericks win that game. Um, yeah, purely yeah, off of Doncic at home. But I, I think mean, this goes to show the talent spread across the NBA this season is just is overwhelming. The parity of the league, is and just, it's it's just. 
it's anybody's game mm-hmm. any night. And I, I love that. I absolutely love that. There's no there's no juggernaut rolling through. Right. Unless you're L.A. because the king. Uh, but we won't talk about that. I mean, the fact that the king lost to a 20-year-old at home. Oof. And we're calling him a juggernaut. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these are these are great games for the upcoming week. Um, we'll, we'll check in probably... It'll be a few weeks. It'll be, you know, it'll we just be wanted to get an episode out to our viewers just to see what... Like a pilot yeah. episode, if you will. A teaser. Yeah, a teaser. A great word, Ryan. Um, um, but we'll probably but we'll be, be back, back, yeah. Probably late January, somewhere mid mid to late January. Um, and then we'll probably give the recap for what happened in the time that we missed. And then we'll start doing week-to-week um, shows. And it'll come out you know, weekly. And we'll do recaps and game scores and... All the fun stuff that excites the NBA fans for that week. Yeah, and I think we're, we'll uh, we'll upload it. We'll make a YouTube channel. Obviously, we're, we're gonna upload yeah, on YouTube. We we'll have, have Spotify. Uh, um, what was? We'll make a Twitter account. We'll make a Twitter account, um, and we'll. It'll probably be called. If the Twitter handle is not taken, it'll probably be something like the On Air Podcast. Yep. Or something simple like that. Um, but any last words for for today? Uh, I'm excited, if I may say. I'm really excited for this show. This went a lot better than I was this anticipating. This was smooth. It was, and I think it can only get better. I mean, we we got off to a rough start. After you get started, though, it's kind of smooth sailing. Smooth from sailing. There. I agree. We'll be on the lookout, Ryan, on Twitter at Ryan underscore Gooden, and then I'll be retweeting um, all of the on-air podcast stuff once we get that up and going. So just be on the lookout for that. Yep, and I'll run a Facebook page. Uh, the on air podcast uh you can check my facebook page out patrick j carey if you want to just get updates on where we're at with that uh and we'll go ahead and make the twitter and facebook pretty soon and then we'll announce on there when the youtube channel is up and running and going live sounds Um, like a plan but any last words i got nothing all right (laughs) uh we appreciate the anybody that listens we appreciate you um we we're always accepting criticism well yeah we are well constructive criticism constructive that that could have been taken out of context if uh if you have to disagree with us please do so in the most respectable fashion Mm. as we will we we love to argue but um just keep it pg well that's all we ask keep it keep it respectable and we'll uh we'll get back to you on it but um this was a great great first show i thought i'm excited um, like i said smooth. um i can't wait to to get this up and running for good well for myself patrick carey and ryan gooden we thank you for listening and have a great christmas and we'll see you in the new year peace